Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. We're going to be diving into, I think, what is probably the most important attribute. I think that's what we'll call it, an attribute. One of the the most important things in your life, whether you're a believer or an, an unbeliever, if you want to be good at anything, then you got to do this one thing. And that's what we're diving into on today's episode, guys. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, please go back and and take a listen to that thing. I I, I recapped really just what Ash and I had come off of of, uh, a medical missions trip. We went down to Honduras, One World Surgery uh, with the group down there. It was epic. Um, Had some some awesome time working. uh, For me personally, working on the farm, in the field, uh, doing things that I just don't normally do, um, but just was reminded of a lot of just kingdom principles that I think is just so important for us to be reminded of. This is why it's just on on a daily basis that the most important thing I think that any of us can do is spending time in the word of God, um, not every now and then, right? But the literal living, breathing word of God, the bread of life, right? The word, Jesus is the word, is is doing that, spending time in that the word on a consistent basis, okay? And whatever, this is what I'm gonna, we're gonna dive into today, guys, is consistency, Okay, a kingdom principle that is needed, absolutely needed for everything. If we want to grow, okay, if we want to grow in any area of our life, it's going to require consistency, right? And this is, is this is obviously very uh, overused examples like the muscle, right? If you want to if you want to develop a muscle, it's not you just go in and crush the gym one time and think, okay, it's gonna I'm, I'm good to go. No, no, you got to consistently break down that muscle. If you want to have a deep relationship with your creator, you have to consistently spend time with him in this word, you have to consistently be in prayer, right? If you want to have a, a, a lasting business, uh, you have to consistently devote time to it. If you want to have a great relationship with your wife, you have to be consistent with it. It's not just every now and then making up for stupid mistakes that you had, had done in the past. And then you, you, you try to make it up with a, a trip or a weekend getaway. No, no, no. If you want to develop a deep relationships, put it on the schedule and do it consistently, if there's anything that we have a God that, that, uh, uh, that if there's anything that we have, let me just rephrase this. If there's anything that we have is we have a God who is consistent, right? He, the alpha and the omega, he is the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. He gives us consistent grace. God is consistent. He's been consistent since the beginning of time. And he's created specific examples of this, of, of just the order that he created, right? That then there was evening, then there was morning. He created the seasons. He created all these things consistently. Even I just think of like how we, we operate on a, how we breathe. Like if we don't take a breath consistently, we die. Think about this guys. If we don't get sleep consistently, you'll die eventually, right? If you don't eat healthy consistently, you'll die eventually, Right? If, if you don't drink water consistently, you're going to die eventually. Understand what, what you're, where you focus on 
Okay, what you 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 consistently do is part of back to what I talked about last week is just the harvest that you have in your life is based upon the seeds that you sowed months prior to this. And even what you're doing today, are you consistently sowing seeds? Let me tell you something. You are always sowing. Okay, the type of seeds are, are the most important thing for you to understand. You're, you're sowing, whether you like it or not, it's the type of seeds that you're consistently sowing in your life. Okay, now I'm gonna, we're gonna, as I mentioned, dive into consistency even more today. But one thing I mentioned last week, I wanted to really uh, differentiate the difference between being consistent and in perfection. Okay, because I think a lot of people think that consistent means to like never fail, that you're never going to struggle. Um, and that's obviously just not the case. Okay, the thing that determines your consistency is not how perfectly that you you do something right that you're you're always following through with something but it's how fast you come back to the original commitment that you had before you got off track right you've heard me say this before action brings clarity but here's the biggest thing guys reaction reveals your character and if you've if you've developed that, that I'm I'm or if you've committed to I'm going to be consistent at this, right? If there's one thing that I that I hope that that uh, Ash and Ellie would would think about me is that I'm I'm consistent, right? I, that I'm not just uh, doing things on on a whim, but I'm consistent. They can consistently rely on me for certain things, right? Consistency again, it's not perfection. Perfectionism is not something that I think any of us should are ever going to obtain, nor even should it be something that we're, we're striving for. Now, there's the call to excellence in everything that we do. Okay, but if, if and so that's going to be, I'm, I don't have to be perfect at it, but I'm going to be excellent. I'm going to give my all out best effort at everything that I do, knowing that Perfection, and here's here's the thing that I think about perfection, and this might be for somebody here even listen, listening to this, that perfection, I believe if, if you are a perfectionist, you are probably operating from a, a position of fear. You're operating out of fear. We call it perfectionism, but it's just throwing makeup on a pig, right? It's just like, it's a fancy way of, of exposing your fear, okay? It, it, perfectionism is, is not going to be helpful. And, um, Scott Thomas and I talk a lot about this in our coaching programs and social dynamic and, and really everything that we do that done is better than perfect, right? Like just let's get this thing going. Let's start taking some action on this, knowing that it's not perfect. Nothing ever will be because life happens. Life is, is a, it's a broken system. Okay. And, and nothing is going to be perfect in that, but you have to commit to taking action. And then the reaction is going to reveal, have I committed myself to excellence? Right. Have I, have I committed to this thing? Right. Cause I think quite possibly the, the biggest problem about for perfection is that it's disguised as like this, a virtue that it's a good thing when it's not. It is a fear of failure. Perfection is, is a fear of failure and a fear of not accepting ourselves as we are. Understand that. Like, hey, I just want to I want to get moving on this thing. If you have an idea, uh, if you have a uh, maybe something you've been sitting on, like, let's get moving on this thing because consistency is going to be so much more 
important for you to get going than any sort of perfection ever is, right? So how do we, how do we create this consistency in our life? How do we do this now? Okay, because just making a, a commitment to this, a drastic change, isn't something that's probably gonna be sustainable for you. So I want us to focus on, on really like one thing here. What can we, what can we even think of today uh, that I could improve upon? How do, how do I wanna, I wanna become more consistent in this one area, right? Let's just think about one habit that we wanna create consistency with. And when I can do that, and I, I've proven that out over a period of time, we can then move on to the next one, right? And I, I would consider this, I call this habit stacking, right? Where you get really good at one, and even if you're in business as well, get good at one business, create consistency, a consistent flow of revenue in that business before you ever even take on another one. Right? Why you can't go make seven streams of income, seven multi-million dollar streams of income if you haven't even done one. It takes one first, and then you can stack on the others. Okay, and this is just speaking from past experience of trying to do so many different things. And notice I said trying. Right? I wasn't training in that manner of understanding that. Hey, I, I'm I'm going to commit to consistent areas in my life before I move from on to the next one. I'm going to see this thing through. I'm going to fulfill this. I'm going to fulfill my commitment to consistency before I ever bring another one on. It can be hard. Believe me, there's, there's not a shortage of good ideas and opportunities that are out there, but that's, I think, part of our, our maturation process here um, as, a, as an entrepreneur, right? And then as a commitment to excellence in everything that we do. Okay, so let's dive into this thing here. As you know, everything that we coach on and, and talk about within the King's Council, um, uh, uh, Josh Latimer, who's who's implementing some epic business programs, some some key strategies, some consistent components on, on on how you can implement into your business. All of that, though, is based upon foundationally the Word of God. Right, everything that we that we do, we want it to be okay. I get that; that makes sense from a, maybe from the worldly standpoint. But does it make sense biblically? Can I build a foundation upon this? Right, and that's where we want to come back to and understand um, that everything that we do, we're going to be committed to excellence. Uh, we're going to work for it as if we're working for the Lord. Right, not not for anybody else, and and that's part of why I believe consistency is something that's so important in a believer's life. Remember, we are called to make disciples. In order for us to disciple anybody else, we must first become a disciple. Right, that's part of the process. And when you uh, become a di a disciple, right, it, there's disciplines. Okay, understand that the root, the origin of these these words, there's disciplines that we have to do and take on consistently. And I've broken this down. I think I've got like four key points here that I'll run through with you guys here of what I, what I, what I believe are keys to being consistent. And the first one, which if you've gone through our DNA blueprint at all, if not, make sure you go through that. Text the word KING. K-I-N-G to 727-472-3860. I'm always going to reference that uh, because we want to get you uh, a part of our community here. Right. And foundationally, how can I build this life that I'm living? Um, if there's anything that we do is we, we disciple entrepreneurs. Okay. That's really what King's Council is about. Now, some of you feel this calling from God to go make millions and, and even billions of dollars. We have a path for that. 
right? And and some of you just are, are here because you 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 love this idea of entrepreneurship, um, and you're you're maybe even trying to figure out how do I how do I walk this thing out as a believer? Because this is how it was a it was a struggle for me early on of like okay, I knew that I was okay at sales and business. I was pretty good at it, but could I do it? Could I commit to that in excellence, morally, ethically with high integrity and be a Christian? Could I go make money? Could I, could I actually be wealthy? And I've got some, some content for an upcoming episode. I'm going to talk about what is true wealth in our life. Not going to do that on this episode, but on the next one coming up. Um, can I do that as a believer? Right. And I think that I'm going to, again, break this down. I, the, the answer is yes, you absolutely can. You hundred percent can. And I believe you should. I believe if, if actually you, you don't, it's, it's almost a slap in the face uh, to, to your creator of like, why aren't you operating in excellence? Why aren't you committed to this? Not, not from a works type doctrine that we're talking about, but, but because, the, because of the grace that God gives us, we get to. We get to be excellent. We get to do those things, not to strive for perfection uh, from a fear based, right? Because we know that God does not give us a spirit of fear. The only fear that we should have, it should be the fear of God. The fear of the Lord should be like our, our motivating factor in life. Any other sort of fear, we know that that is not a, a, a fear from uh, a healthy fear from our creator, right? Even if it's a fear from per, of perfection, the only fear that we need to have in our life is the fear of God. So how do we do this? How do we break this thing down again consistently in our life? Number one, you got to know your why, right? This is what I mentioned in the DNA blueprint. We've got an under, understanding like, why are we doing this? What's that vision? Day one, when God cast his vision, he said, let there be light. And, and ultimately knowing everything that was, how man was going to fall, the train wreck that thousands of years later that, that we've put him through, is he still, he had a strong enough why his pain gave any sort of, or excuse me, his purpose gave any sort of pain it worth it, right? Let me, let me, let me rephrase that again. It's the purpose that he had in his life. Okay. In our lives, right? The purpose that he had for us, it gave that pain purpose, right? The passion that he had for us gave pain purpose. That's what I was trying to get at. It's been a while since I've, I've coached on that. Your passion gives pain purpose. Okay. And if you understand what your, you under, your, you know what your why is and you're committed to that, right? Which most people just don't, they're not committed to that. They, they continually try things out. It's like, well, let's try this. Let's try this new habit. Okay. Well, that's not that you're preloading the reason for why things don't work. If you're, if you're operating in anything from a trying mentality, you're preloading a reason why it didn't work because at least you tried versus if you've committed to this and, and you're going to be consistent with this, you want to develop a new habit in your life, then you've got to understand why. Why are you doing it? Right? Deep down, what is the reason that you are doing anything for? Right? The why that you have in your life should be pulling out the devotion that you have. Like, do you have something that, that you just desire so much? Hey guys, if you're digging this content and you'd like to be a part of our community of kingdom entrepreneurs, then text the word KING to 
472-3860. We host virtual and in-person get-togethers with the focus of building community to advance the kingdom through wealth creation and financial stewardship. So if you're looking for this type of tribe and the resources to do so, then step into your true calling by texting the word KING to 727-472-3860. Okay, like, is it, is it like, I, I know that I just, I'm, I need to go make money. Okay, well, why? Right. We know that a lot of what we do uh, and, and Latimer t talks a lot about this as well. It's like that foundationally, a lot of the things that we're striving for and and want to build the big business for it is to make money. Right. Which a lot of Christians think like this is where we have a mental mind block of like, oh, that must be bad. Then no, 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 no. It's understanding that that we're not here to serve money. We're here to make money serve us. And we've got to become excellent in, in bringing value to the marketplace. But we do that. We, we understand the difference between that because we know why we're doing this. We know why we have to do this. What breaks your heart? One of the prayers in my life on a regular basis is God break my heart for what breaks yours. What is it? What is it in your life that breaks your heart? And this, I mean, I don't, this doesn't have to be like something like, oh, I want this peace on earth, right? Or something just hokey in that manner. But like, really, what is it? What is it? If you knew, a couple questions I always ask people through our coaching program is, hey, if you had $10 million in your bank account right now, what would you do? You woke up in the morning, you checked your bank account, there's two commas, there's $10 million in there, what are you gonna do? First thing that, I wanna know the first thing that comes to your mind, what are you gonna do, right? And, and the second question that I ask is, and because it, part of the reason I ask these questions is I wanna call BS on what, 90% of people you typically say, right? Because they come up with this altruistic, like, oh, I would, I would give it all away. Like, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. If you would, I would call you an idiot anyways, for that matter. Because first off, you're, you're, you're virtue signaling and like, oh, you, you want to be generous when you have enough. And that's not generosity at all. If you're only generous out of your abundance, that's not being generous. Okay. That's just being maybe a good dude, right? If you've got a ton, why won't you just help out a few people? But no, if you've committed to being generous, then you got to commit today to be generous. Okay, you got to be faithful with what you have now in order to be given the ability to do more and create more for later. Okay, oh, I'm not going to go down that, that rabbit hole, but understand that I, I want to know. I want to know, like, what is it? What's the quickest thing that comes to your mind when, when you've got that? Okay, and what is that feeling like? What can we anchor that feeling in our lives of like, man, that, what would that feel like if you could do that? What would that feel like if you could actually stroke that check? Right, and then one of the questions that, that I asked then as well is, if you knew you would not fail at one thing, you knew you wouldn't fail at it, what would you do? And I, I, I position it in that manner, and I, I phrase it in that manner for a specific reason, because I want, I want you mentally to think about, okay, what is the one thing that I, I'm not going to fail at? What would you do? And this is a struggle. This is probably the hardest one for somebody to, to quickly answer. And I've gotten some crazy ones. Well, I had one woman tell me that she would go skydiving. I was like, what? 
<laughs> and this isn't like a, a a shot against her at all, but like you could do one thing in all your life and you knew you wouldn't fail at it. You're going to choose to go skydiving. Like, okay, there's obviously some deeper rooted fears that are in there, right? But it's, it's interesting. Um, and I, I think it's fun to actually just try these type of questions on yourself. Like, what is it? What, what would you do with 10 million bucks? What would you do if you wouldn't fail at one thing? Would you, would you finally start that business? Would you, would you finally ask that chick out or that guy out, right? I, whatever it is for you, there's not a right answer or wrong answer, but it's, under, it's, it's getting to the root here of why we do anything. And if you know your why and you can understand that if you, if you can make it so strong and anchor that thing, it's, it's, I don't want to say impossible, but it's, it's, it builds a foolproof plan that you're going to go the extra mile to, to do what you need to do, right? For example, if you had a doctor's appointment today and your doctor said that, Hey, you have to, and you're a smoker, I'm going to just use that for example. If you don't quit smoking today, you will die. And this is why, partly why I think like, uh, New Year's resolutions are such a joke. <laughs> now it's great if you want to, if you need that to commit to something in your life. But if I went to the doctor today, I said, hey, 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 if you don't quit smoking today or pick something else up, like if you don't eat broccoli today, every day, you will die. Are you going to do that immediately? Right. Are you going to, are you going to like, that's my new non-negotiable. I have to do this. I'm going to do this immediately. Or are you going to say, Oh, I'm going to wait till January one when I do my new year's resolutions. Then I'm going to do that. Right. If, if understand if your why is strong enough, you're going to move mountains today to do whatever it is consistently in your life. So what is that? You got to know your why. You got to understand the reason why I'm doing this. Because if that isn't strong, if, if that isn't strong enough, you're not going to do it, right? For those that, that even do the 75 hard, that, that uh, programs of that nature, where it's like you're going to commit to something, it's like still pretty important to know why you're doing this, right? I started to do it uh, with a couple friends. This has been like 2020, I think 2020. Um, so a few years ago, we're like, yeah, we're going to do this thing. And it was in the winter and I uh, like day six, it's like negative 30 degrees out. I'm like, uh, I'm not doing it. I, I, and then I made, I made concessions where I was doing it in the garage. Right. Or I was like, I counted sitting in my hot tub, part of my workout. Cause I stretched in my hot tub. I started to make, I, I twisted this to, to fit my agenda. Right. Cause I wasn't committed to it. I didn't care. It wasn't strong enough for me to, to, to fulfill the hard things of doing that. Okay. So we understand the importance of knowing our why in that next, we got to really figure out like, now, once we know, know our why we need to then focus on that one thing. And as I mentioned earlier in here, I really believe in like habit stacking. Okay. Pick one thing and do it and stick to it until it sticks to you. 
Okay, because if, if it's something that you want to develop, you've got to develop this. Like for one of the things that I do, um, a few years ago, I had a coach, he, he came up with this cool saying, he said, feet at the ground, water a pound. I was like, I like that. I'm, I'm taking that. Okay, I didn't create that, right? But it, it, it was something that I wanted to develop drinking more water in my life. And the moment I woke up in the morning, my feet hit the ground, water I pound. And it was just one thing that I implemented in my life where I, I became more well hydrated simple thing, right? Where now it literally is something that I don't have to do. I do it because it's a consistent pillar in my life that no matter where I am or where I sleep, whenever I get up in the morning, my feet hit the ground, water I pound. It became a consistent process in my life. Okay. But I started with that one thing. If it was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to cold plunge. And then I'm going to um, uh, read for five minutes and I'm going to pray for five minutes. And then I'm going to work out too much. It's just too much. I'm just, I'm telling you, get good at one thing, master that, and then make, once that's consistent, then you can stack those habits on top of each other. It's, 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 it's something that uh, there's lots of studies out there with people that do that multitask, right? And, and no doubt about it. There's so many studies that literally prove that humans just can't multitask in excellence. Okay. And remember we're committed to excellence in this life. So if you're committed to excellence, then yet you need to, you can't multitask, right? It's just, a, it's, it's a real thing. If, if I'm going to be committed at, and this is why I have to time chunk doing these, these, um, podcast to when I'm doing my seminars to when I'm spending time with family, I have to run a pretty tight schedule if I want to operate in excellence and everything versus just, you know, coming on this and maybe I didn't prepare in time. And I, you know, I, it's like, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't operating in excellence because I didn't put the things in place, those habits in place that I needed to be consistent at in order to show up in excellence in everything that I do. Right. So focus on one thing first. Okay, know your why, focus on that one thing first. And then a third component is this is give yourself grace. Okay, and, and remember the whole what I'm what I want to build off of this, guys, is that these are biblical principles. Everything that to have consistency in your life, we know that you got to develop your why. I believe the Bible gives us a clear understanding of, of our vision, gives any sort of pain purpose in our life, right? And then ultimately, if I can get really good at one thing and I'm, I'm going to habit stack and build upon that, okay, everything that I'm doing, I'm operating in excellence, Right. And now this is pretty, a pretty big one is give ourselves grace. Right. And, and this, unfortunately, um, where a lot of believers swim in and out of, it's like, well, I, I have grace. We live in grace. Right. And it's, it's versus actually being committed, being disciplined back to that, being a disciple here and committing to this and understanding why we're doing this. Right. The point of having consistency in our life is really to have a baseline of what we want to achieve every day. Okay. That's the goal. It's not, not perfectionism, but it's a baseline of this is what I'm going to commit to and what I'm looking to achieve every single day. But here's the deal. You got to still plan to miss. Okay. You're a human being. Okay? There's only one perfect person that's ever walked this earth. And he is the one that gives us the grace. Now, 
It isn't going to, you're never going to be perfect, right? But we're committed to this lifestyle. We, I'm, I want to be a disciple. Like think of the, the disciples that Jesus, I mean, Ash and I were, uh, she's, every day spends time in the word. And it's just so funny. She's like, Jesus is so funny just in, on uh, his responses to his disciples where he's like, how much longer do I have to like be here with you guys? How much longer do I have to explain this to you? Um, if, when you look at it from that perspective, like the grace that he had not only gives us, but gave his disciples in that process of them just trying to understand like the kingdom, right? Like what, what, what is the kingdom? And we actually have a book, like they're literally living in, there wasn't scripture. There wasn't the word of God for them to rely on. They're living, now granted, they're living with Jesus, but there's that. But also, I don't know what that would even be like. Sometimes I've been like, man, that would be amazing. It would just be awesome to be there with them. But we also now have a playbook that we can live off of. But the excuse that a lot of us take is that, oh, well, I have grace um, and I don't I don't have to be committed to, to understanding what this playbook, what this living, breathing word of God actually says about things because there's grace, right? No, 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 not, not ignorance is not bliss. I'm going to talk about that on next week's episode, actually, because we have to understand that if we've committed to become a disciple, we, there's, there's responsibility that comes with it. And ignorance is not bliss. If you don't know the living, breathing word of God, then you got to read it. Because you don't, you're, you're not a good reader. I don't read good. Just kidding there. But that, that's not an excuse. There's especially in today's, in 2023, when I'm recording this, like you literally, you can listen to it. Uh, you can read it. There's so much, so many tools that, that can explain this to you. You don't have to pick up a a huge 40 pound concordance. Um, I remember the first time I had one of those, one of my buddies gave one to me. I was like, what is this bad boy? And it's like, well, that's where you can actually go to the root meaning of a lot of words. And it's like, oh my goodness. Just like, I hear, I thought I just was supposed to read the Bible for five minutes a day. And now I've got to like actually study this thing. Yes, that's discipline. That's consistency in your life, right? A couple just more references in the Bible. Proverbs 24, 16 says, for the righteous fall seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity, right? They fall seven times, they rise again, but the wicked stumble in times of calamity. I just, I mean, that's, it's in Proverbs, right? So Proverbs is, is just full of nuggets of wisdom, of course. Um, but even the righteous fall, the righteous fall seven times. But the thing is, they get back up. They're consistent. They've given themselves grace, but they're, they're consistent. They didn't, they didn't fall and, and stumble and then say, ah, well, there's grace. No, no, no. They get back up they, because they can. It is because of the grace that they can. Okay. A momentary f failure in your life is just part of the process. We're talking about consistency again here. It's not perfection. Okay. Th I think that... I don't want to beat a dead horse with this perfection, but the illusion of perfection is actually what I think keeps a lot of people from, from getting started. Okay. So let's plan for this thing. We know it's going to happen. Failure is going to happen. I say that, but I also then say, I don't believe that there's such thing as failure. If you get back up, cause it's only feedback. Okay. It's this, you're getting feedback. Now I'm recalibrating. I'm understanding. I've learned from my mistakes and now I can consistently 
get back up and do it again. Okay, remember consistency is it's, this is the principle for growth here. Okay, this is this is how we grow. And then the last one, fourth principle here that I've got here is is trust the process. Okay, when you know your why, and and you've you've committed to this thing, you've given yourself grace, then you can start to fall in love with this process. You've you've committed to this thing. Okay, and it, but this takes this takes work. Okay, this takes patience for us. Right. And, and, and especially for high level entrepreneurs, like you guys listening to this thing where we, we can sometimes maybe ob obsess about the goal, um, and, and, and achieving like what's next, what's next, what's next. This is something that I, I had what I used to pride myself on, right. Interesting word pride myself on that, right. Was, is what I could do, what I could accomplish. What's next, what's next, what's next. I was very task driven and, and oriented but falling in love with the process, right? That this, this process of discipleship of like, okay, God, every day when I wake up, I can now, I get to do this thing of life. What is it now, God, that you want to show to me, that you want to reveal to me, that, that I, can, I can grow to be more and more like you, that I can be, that I can, I can be closer to you, Jesus. What is it that, that I could do and learn and know today that I could be more of a committed follower, more of a disciple, that I could, I could be an, an image bearer of you that I could then help disciple others? Back to, I know I, I hit this a lot last week regarding seeds and, and pulling weeds, uh, but in, in it just, I mean, just, that's, it's just such a great concept, right? When a seed is planted, it takes consistent water. It takes consistent sun. It takes consistent weeds being pulled. If we ever want to see the fruit in that plant. But again, the biggest thing is not, not even about uh, that process. Okay. It's it, it, obviously it is. We, we need all of those things consistently, but Psalm 92, 13 actually says this. It says those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of God. Psalm 92, 13, planted. In order to be planted, okay, you need consistent sun, water. Uh, you need consistent soil, right? It has to be there. And through that process of consistency, you will flourish. The Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Psalm 92, 13. A lot of people think that when, when they achieve a goal or they, even the fruit that I mentioned that it's like, then, then I'm going to be successful. It's like, then I'm going to be, I've, I've arrived as I talked about before, right? When it's actually, that ain't success. You guys know that you're not successful when you achieve the goal in the future. You are successful when you honor God today, when you become a person of integrity today. Bible's riddled with, with examples of this, right? Joseph, his life is, is evidence of the power of consistency. Started with that vision. He knew his why. Okay, he was sold into slavery. I mean, he spent uh, time in, in Potiphar's house. Okay, then he, he went to prison. And then Pharaoh's palace, right? There was consistent. <laughs> he was consistent in his life. Numerous times in his life, there were settings that he, he had to choose to be consistent with what he could control, which was his character, 
The only thing that any of us actually can control in this life, uh, we talk a lot about you have to control the controllables in your life, even in your business. What can you control? Control those controllables, but there's a, most of the things that are happening on the day-to-day are out of our control. The only thing that you can actually control, though, is the character. Again, action brings clarity, but reaction reveals character. Back to Joseph's life, there's 12 years that led his consistency over those 12 years that led to immense fruit in his life. He was planted in the house of the Lord. He was faithful, steady. He was consistent with the little. And then ultimately God appointed him over much. Consistency. That's what shapes things. That's what shapes things in any of our life. Right? Even other examples, uh, I, can, I can one time throw a bucket of water on a rock and it's not going to do anything. But if I let a single drop of water fall from that bucket on that rock every single day, it will create a hole in that rock. That's what consistency does. It will shape your life. It will shape your marriage. It will shape uh, your children. It'll shape your family, the people around you. It's what you do. It's, it's not what you do occasionally that makes a difference. It's what you do consistently in your life that ultimately makes a difference. Remember, successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. You are the product of what you do consistently. Now remember, know your why. Focus on one thing at a time. Habit stack those. Don't move on to the next until you've become so consistent that it's a, it's a new habit in your life and then stack habits upon it. Then give yourself grace. Plan to miss, right? We get to do these things and trust this process. Trust this process. Consider it joy for the trials that we face. We're gonna trust this process here because we are committed far above and beyond anything that we see in the worldly perspective of this little finite period of time that we are breathing air on this earth right now. But we have an eternal focus, a consistent focus on the eternal that will ultimately produce the fruit in the lives of, of us today that maybe some of us won't even see today, but it's the impact, the kingdom impact for generations to come that they'll can, they can enjoy the fruit because of what you consistently did, the seeds that you consistently sowed today because your focus is not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, which is the eternal. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey guys, if you're digging our content and want more, then join our community at joinkingscouncil.com or simply text the word KING to 727-472-3860. Go, go, go.